1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a busy day in Scottish football. VAR will be introduced to our game midway through next season after clubs voted in favour. Sean Maloney is sacked by Hibs just four months after taking over and Rangers' trip to Motherwell has been brought forward to help the Ibrox side prepare for Europe. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. Yeah, Sean Maloney gone. VAR is here And Daz's weekend is completely upside down now The Gordon DL derby Motherwell against Rangers He was planning for it on Sunday Now he's What are you going to do Daz? He's already been complaining That he's had to cancel his golf So if we could start the show Just Even just for the first few minutes And make it Not all about you That would be great It has been a busy day in Scottish football It certainly has It certainly has Gordon Uh, Obviously the big talking points VAR you look across at um, Edinburgh with uh, the sacking of Sean Maloney. We discussed it to great length at the weekend. Um, you know, I think we all agreed that managers have got to be given the opportunity. But when you pitch up at a semi-final against, you know, your rivals' hearts and there's a lot of your supporters not even making the effort to be there because I think they've already given in, it sort of sends those signals out that, that don't go right for the manager and the coaching staff. They lost the semi-final and they've paid with losing their jobs. 01419511025. There was also a small, quiet, insignificant game at Hamden on Sunday, in case you hadn't noticed. And I suspect we might not be over that one in terms of reaction. So you can get your calls in. But VAR, Sean Maloney sacked and Rangers trip to Motherwell moved to help Ibrook's side prepare for Europe. Lots happening. Three massive headlines. And much more out there as well So please do pick up that phone 01419511025 Usually on a Tuesday night You two are left to digest Many of the big yeah. talking points From the weekend And I'm sure they'll come up Roger what did you make of the weekend? Um, I'm going to have this stop Trying to predict the outcome of these games Gordon Because prior to Celtic winning At Ibrox in the league a couple of weeks ago I think I tipped Rangers to win Because I thought there was more in it for Rangers um, You know they needed it more and Celtic played that day as if they needed it more and they won the game. Then ahead of the Cup semi-final, I said in the show on Saturday, I just thought physically, emotionally, it was just going to be too much for Rangers after 120 minutes against Braga on the Thursday night. Particularly when you consider the semi-final went to 120 minutes as well. I actually thought Rangers might run out of steam. And it was Celtic that ran out of steam. And while Celtic deservedly won the league game a couple of weeks ago, Rangers deservedly won that game And people can say what they like About the refereeing performance People can say what they like about the pitch People can say what they like about any of the Peripheral issues involved Rangers won because they were the better team on Sunday Yeah you, can, you can't second guess these games Gordon I know that Roger makes a great case here about Rangers And I think a lot of people looked at that And thought tiredness and extra time And Celtic with the extra few days Obviously the full 7-8 days to prepare The way Celtic have been playing Came out of Ibrox with with the victory Um, If Roger had only listened and heard my 2-1 prediction for Rangers He'd have had a little bit bit more confidence Um, I just thought, uh, like Roger I thought there was plenty of talking points in it 
Uh, obviously the show was full of the you know complaints about the referee last night, but Rangers mm. deserve to be in the final, and so do Hearts. And I'm looking forward to a very good Scottish Cup final, twenty first of May. Yes, if any of you do have leftover thoughts from the weekend, please share them on oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. But it has been a busy, busy day. In Scottish football We gave you a flavour of it At the top Sean Maloney sacked by Hibs Hibs fans Where are you? Right decision Wrong decision Somewhere in between Let us know Rangers trip to Motherwell Has been moved A lot of debate about this uh, Towards the tail end of the week Should it happen? Lots of people I think already had made up their mind That it wouldn't happen And had got very angry about it um, But it has indeed happened Is that the right call for you or not? And VAR How many times have we discussed it, debated it on this show? Well, now we know. Now we know it will be introduced to our game. So what do you make of that? Pick up the phone right now and let us know. It's 01419511025. There was a vote today. We always knew the vote was coming today. 42 clubs in the SPFL, 41 of them voted for the technology's introduction at a general meeting. I don't know which clubs didn't, but there we go, most of them. Uh, did now the total costs They're talking round about 1.2 million per season um, This has been one of the stumbling blocks all along Is that the league and the Scottish FA Try and find the best plan going forward um, Interestingly It will be introduced next season But not at the start of the season After the World Cup or November, December time What do you make of that side of it as well? Let us know All the big talking points right here 01419511025 the SPFL's chief executive, Neil Doncaster, he has explained the decision to give VR the green light. He says it's best to bring it in mid-season when it can be fully implemented successfully instead of rushing it through or waiting an extra six months. Well, it's been a long process, that's for sure. Uh, we've been working with our colleagues in the Scottish FA uh, and clubs for some while. Uh, we chose not to be early adopters uh, of uh, VAR technology. Uh, allowing some of the uh, problems with that technology to be ironed out in the implementation. Uh, but we think now is the time uh, to uh, bring VAR into the Cinch Premiership. And we're very pleased that 41 out of 42 clubs uh, agreed with that today. And we'll be implementing at some point during next season, uh, post uh, World Cup in Qatar. Yeah, in an ideal world, you'd certainly want to implement uh, VAR at the start of a season. But uh, you know, we've been told that it simply won't be ready uh, in time for the start of next season. We've, we've been working at breakneck speed to get to this point. Uh, so it's far better that we wait until the uh, VAR can be implemented uh, effectively uh, with confidence. Uh, but we won't be the only league to have implemented VAR on a staggered basis. Uh, I think the Polish and, and Czech Republic uh, leagues have also done the same. So uh, I think what's important is that when it is, uh, when it does go live, uh, that it works as it should. Right, come on then. You're the most important people on this debate. Quite simply, are you in favour of that decision today? Yes or no What about the mid-season argument Are you having that Would you wait an extra six months Or would you bring it in mid-season Pick up the phone And let us know Craig is going to kick things off tonight Craig Generally speaking Happy with that decision today Hey How we doing Gordon How we doing panel Yeah delighted I think it's the right decision I think It's you know it, it It's going to bring us In our game You know Where it should be Into the 21st century I think because for me, you know, one of the things I get fed up with um, is after games of football, after big games in particular, like at the weekend, you know, two of the biggest games you can get, um, and all people can then talk about after it is, is the referee. You know, I listened yesterday to the programme, um, uh, the open line on, on Sunday, and about 90% of the phone calls were about Bobby Madden and not about the actual football that was played. Now, I'm not saying that 
there will be absolutely none of that will happen because that still happens. There'll still be conversations about VAR and VAR will have teasing problems. There, you know, there will be issues at the start that they might get some decisions perhaps that could be contentious wrong, but most big decisions they will get right, which we see in England. And I think that's important because it allows the focus to be on the football and the fact that we do have some, at this point in time in particular, I think the top three clubs in in this country have been absolutely magnificent this season. Um, and that's where, the, for me, that's where the highlight should always be on is, is the clubs and what they're doing and what's happening in terms of the football on the pitch and not referees. You know, although some people will still argue about maybe a VR referee supports a certain club or that kind of nonsense that you get, but then maybe bring in a couple of English referees or something from down south to, that have had a bit of experience with it, just even if it's just at the start, to kind of help kick things off a bit. Yeah. Well, let's put some of that to the guys. We will get right into all the different strands here, Roger, and, and different aspects to it. On a very simple, general level, is is that the outcome you wanted today? Are you, are you happy with that announcement? Yeah, definitely. Um, the referees want it, Gordon. They've been clear on that. And now we know the clubs want it. 41 of the 42 clubs want it. It's a good thing. Um, a bit like goal-line technology when it first came in. I think anything, any technology that allows us to help the referees get more decisions right. There's no such thing as perfection. They won't get all the decisions right, but I think this will help them get more decisions right, and that can only be a good thing for the game. Yeah, it certainly helps the referees, and I think Roger's bang on the, the money there when he said that the referees want it, desperately want it in. Um, I think it's a good idea, Gordon. Um, you know, I totally understand Neil Doncaster saying, look, it's not the perfect situation, but... It's where it is and we'll go with it and fine, we're happy with that, we'll need to deal with that. But I think it will certainly help the referees because all we've heard since Sunday is not about the game, not about everything that happened, it's all about the referee. So obviously it's going to help. Um, yeah, I mean, Roger, did that come as a surprise to you? Did you expect that level of support for it? You know something, I actually didn't know what I expected, Gordon I know a lot of the clubs um, had sort of put it out to their fan bases To see what the supporters wanted to do So that sort of clouded it a little bit for me I was reasonably confident it would get 75% in each of the divisions that it needed But I think this is a real mm. show of support for the process A show of support for the referees And a show of support for the league and the SFA That the clubs are rallying behind them Do you think that was important? Because ultimately, democracy well, is democracy yeah. if, it, if it had passed the threshold, then fine but would it have sat a bit uneasier well, with you if, well, if, say, a quarter of our clubs didn't want it? Particularly a quarter of the clubs in the Premiership, Gordon. I was less troubled by the Championship and League 1 and League 2 clubs for now because it doesn't affect them going forward. When it's introduced in December, it's only introduced in the Premiership. And if you had had... Two of those Championship clubs might be in the top flight by then. Well, yeah, listen, we can only go ahead with where we are today. But the clubs who voted for it today, you know, if you'd only got... 75-80% of them in favour There could be incidents next season Where there's, there's VAR controversy And a manager comes in and says Well we didn't vote for this anyway At least now we know That the, the mm-hmm. 12 current clubs And 9 of the 10 current championship clubs Two of whom as you say May well be playing premiership football By that stage We know they're all in favour of it uh, 01419511025 is the number Thank you to Craig for kicking things off He is in favour of that decision today He's happy with it Anyone out there who's not It's always good to hear both sides of the debate um, Let's hear a bit more from 
Neil Doncaster because Roger Hanna said, you know, the clubs want it, the referees want it, the fans want it. That's what we are trying to establish on the phones. And I've seen a lot of people on social media complaining, what about fans that go to the match, the, the fan experience? Are you going to know what's going on? Are you going to be sitting there in the dark? Here's what Neil Doncaster had to say on that when he spoke to Sky. Clearly, the, the Scottish game is all about drama, passion, excitement. We've certainly seen that in recent weeks, and we hope very much that will continue. I think it's really important that when VAR does come in, uh, that it doesn't diminish uh, that passion and, and that excitement in stadia. So it's down to the implementation, and we'll be uh, trusting very much that the Scottish FA and our broadcast partners, uh, and Hawkeye, of course, will be working with us on, on VAR uh, to ensure that it doesn't uh, detract from the experience. That's really important. Is that a side of it that you are troubled by at all, Roger? Was there enough consultation with fans? I know individual clubs, I know it's just that two minutes ago, Air United have said that you know they had consulted fans, some did it through fans groups and, and others, but there doesn't seem to be a great deal of conversation with fans and the ones that are concerned that it will ruin the match day experience. Well, listen, I'd like to think, oh, it's not coming into December, so we've got eight months now to get things right, and I don't just mean the technology getting it right. I think you do need to ensure that the supported experience in the stadiums is correct by December, Gordon. You look at the English Premier League games, watch it in match of the day on a Saturday night, there's controversy at Old Trafford, and it'll flash up, you know, penalty check, foul by Maguire or something. So the supporters know... What the check's about Now we don't have those big fancy Old Trafford style We do not Screens in every ground But I'm sure there's a mechanism in every ground To alert the supporters as to what's going on And I think there needs that You know, say in Firth Park Even if it's a Tannoy You know, penalty check Fouled by somebody on Kevin Van Veen Something like that That gives me the absolute fear Just to to tell you that I can just imagine The the saltiness with which some of those messages Will be delivered if it goes against their team I, I do think you know, it's a small I, I do issue. I think the supporters have a right to know why the game's being delayed by VAR. Yeah. Uh, let's bring in David and Barhead. David, are you in favour of that decision today or not? Yeah, I, I think in the long term it's a good thing, but you still look at the bet. I mean, the English Premier's brought it in, and they still have screaming and bawling matches about how it's been looked at by VAR, but they've still got it wrong. So it, it's not perfect, and it's not. It's not going to solve every issue that we've got in Scottish football, but it'll be a great, it'll be a great thing to solve some of the issues. But as I think was proven, it's not, it's not the be on end all. It's still, we still make decisions, and everyone argues about it afterwards. Going, how did VAR miss that, or or how did the guy with VAR not spot that? So it's good for the game, but I, I think there'll still be issues. There all will always be issues. Yeah, without getting too deep on this, Roger, uh, it's certainly not at 17 minutes past six, but I've sort of wondered if the trouble around this is is some of the language, right? I keep hearing people saying it won't be perfect and it won't get everything right or or wrong. Maybe the the problem is us as consumers or fans or whatever. These are subjective decision-making processes. What is perfect? What is right and wrong? And like I said, I appreciate that sounds a bit deep. But what's right to you might seem wrong to him when you look at the same incident. I'll I'll give you an ideal example of that, Gordon. Sunday night, while Daz goes to the Savoy Sunday, I sit in and watch the football. I watch Seville against Real Madrid on Sunday night. Real Madrid have a goal disallowed for handball. Um, This isn't going to work in radio as I I tap my shoulder. Ball had, I think it was Vinicius Jr., right on the joint of shoulder and arm. Now, I didn't think it was a handball. I thought it had his shoulder. It's disallowed. It goes to VAR. 
The referee goes and looks at the screen Everyone's waiting for him to reverse his original mm. decision And give the goal And he doesn't give the goal He yeah. actually sticks by his original decision But what he thinks is a handball I think isn't a handball yeah. And you're going to have decisions yeah. like, As we say, it's not perfect yeah. And as you say, it is very much subjective It's almost like we need to be aware of that Gordon And acknowledge it a bit more I mean people say that they do But David Wright Fast forward a few months We're still going to get complaints That got this wrong He got this wrong We've got VAR And we're still getting decisions wrong People's perception of what's right and wrong Is different Different mm. eyes tell you different things Yeah I've I, I found me doing it myself Watching the As Roger said The English games And you disagree with Some of the decisions I think at the beginning The most important thing Is the fans For the match day Enjoyment Gordon They'll have to get used to it Because We've seen it many times Players Fans You think that is a concern? Yeah Yeah 100% At the beginning I think it will be I think it will sort of uh, Spoil A lot of the games early For the fans Because There's nothing Better than your team Maybe scoring a late winner And you're, you're You know The fans are celebrating The players and the coaches And then all of a sudden It goes to a check And that gets taken away so there's sometimes when people are now frightened to celebrate a goal because they don't know how long it's going to take and I think you lose that moment and football's all about passion, it's all about celebrating, it's all about scoring goals, the enjoyment of it. I still believe VR is important, I, I go with it, but I think we'll take time to get used to it, especially supporters. I mean, you're right, David, the beauty of this is we've now had a really close look at it. A lot of people watch the English Premier League and other leagues and European competition, so... We've seen it in action. What what does concern you the most about it then? What what needs to be worked on? What can we do better? It's not. I, I just think it's a, it's going to be a continual learning curve. I just think again, you're still having a human being looking at it again. So you're still having the the the, the human being making his yeah. opinion and making his choice, whether it's right or wrong, as far as the fans. The players, the teams, and everyone else is concerned, and yourselves, the pundits, yep. you guys. It's it's down to, again to human error. Okay, it can be viewed properly a few times, but when you get down to nitty gritty, it is human error. Again, it's, it's going to be, yeah, well, we don't think it was a handball that the VAR said it was, or it wasn't offside that VAR said it was. It, it's still going to be whether you, you accept the human being who's watching it on. on on video yeah. is, that, is that not a good thing though Roger Because What's the alternative to that There is, there is no alternative no. to that and, and we've got to be careful That we're not trying to You know Change the change a game That, that we all yeah. love too and much It's interesting here Neil Doncaster at the top of the show One of the things he said there In that audio clip Gordon Was they, they wanted to wait And just see how VAR Was adopted in other countries And I think he used the phrase Iron out a few of the teething mm. troubles And VAR Has seen a few of the teething troubles Ironed out but certainly not all of them And part of that is just down to the point you're making What troubles you most about it then? No, look, listen It doesn't trouble me at all I think it's a good thing coming in What needed to be ironed out If you like before we implement it? I think the technology part of it a lot. You know, you see your little 
green lines and blue lines or red lines, whatever, yeah. you know, they, they did seem to have issues with those for a little period of time. But how th- come we're getting green lines and not blue lines or blue lines and not green lines on ours? You think, is that the type of call we'll be hearing I, next I season? Think, I think there's every possibility of that. And I think it's important, though, that, you know, the VARs, they're being trained between now and December. That's part of the delay. Yeah. I think it is important they do all have active Instagram accounts for after the games. <laughs> Anything to add on that? No, I, I, I know what Roger's saying. But listen, it's going to take time, Gordon. It really is. Um, it's a learning club. It, it helps. The referees are out there. They're getting battered week in, week out with decisions. It certainly helps. I do understand what David's saying. We've still yeah. got to... We'll still have arguments about it, but we've got a better Good. chance. Uh, thank you, David. Some interesting stuff. What do you make of it? David and Craig, two callers down, both in favour of it. Anyone out there not? Let's hear from... All of you, 0141-951-1025. We'll hear more of your thoughts on it next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Dale and Roger Hanna are here. It's 0141-951-1025 on the day that it was officially announced that VAR will be coming to the Scottish Premiership next season. What do you make of it? Let us know. Are you in favour? Or not Scott's in Bridgeton Scott It's been so far One way traffic Everyone in favour of it What about you? No it's, it's, it, To me Well sorry uh, good, uh, good evening Pan I hope you're all doing Thank well Thank you Scott right, uh, It's just that t- The time it takes To add on to the, uh, the The VR time You're talking about Five to ten minutes And I think that's mm. too much Just just dragging the game on to It's long enough as it is Is that not worth it Scott As long as it then Leads to more Decisions Getting Or at least being close to correct Or perceived to be correct Well I suppose so I. But how many How many VR decisions Would have happened In Sunday's game Well here's the thing Roger Not many Yeah Now people are now going to Bang down the phone And and, and take issue with that But let's remind ourselves That it, it doesn't look at bookings It only looks at, at red yeah. cards only looks at Is it four different things Yeah So penalty incidents Goals yeah. Red cards the, the well, fourth what, one remind me Mistaken what, identity What it, it looked at It might have looked at Rangers winning goal If you want mm. to double check That Calvin Bassey Was on side When the ball was yeah, played goals. through by That's Ryan what I'm saying Kane. Goals so looking at yeah. Are any of the yellow cards Worthy of a red card check Do you think? I don't know So perhaps if, if VAR had deemed mm. Any of those challenges Worthy of a red card yeah. They would have been checked Nothing else was the, about, yeah, that, the point I'm trying to make is That, that still wouldn't be many Scott's, no, Scott's, no, question, right. Scott's fact, question was set up as one, if One of the more it would have been controversial loads. decisions Particularly among the Rangers supporters Was whether Kemar Roof Fouled Cameron Carter-Vickers At the free kick From which Celtic scored their goal But that's not a VAR check That's just a free kick in yep. the middle of the park So that wouldn't have been checked So you know I know the point Scott makes that is one of the downsides of VAR It can delay the game It's not great for the, the customer experience If you like But there wouldn't have been too many on Sunday Gordon, no Yeah, Gordon, goals, penalties mm. red, Direct red card incidents And mistaken identities It's nothing else Yeah, uh, I, I understood what Scott was trying to say there I think he was thinking We'd have been here still uh, Tuesday night still playing that game Because of the incidents But you're right What you said about The, the different ones The big big one Probably on Sunday I think for me Would have been The, the Bassey one Would have been looked at um, Now 
I'm I I looked at it three four times and I, I I basically can't make up my mind. One time I look and I think yeah he's onside. You see slow motions. The, the I think it's the right knee or whatever it may be. So it would have come in there, Gordon. But apart from that, um, I I look. I keep saying I think supporters are going to find it very difficult at the beginning. I really do. I almost know how ridiculous this sounds before I ask it, Roger, because we don't trust anything here. But when it comes to offsides, because this is we've seen a lot of this in England yeah. and on the continent, when it comes to offsides, are we all just going to need to trust it and just do you know what? If that's if it's offside, it's offside and fine. You might not like it. You might think it's too pernickety. You might think it's too close. But ultimately, it's supposed to be black and white. It's supposed to be that's well, either offside or it's not. And, and I'm not a, sure what else you do other than just take that, that in the chin. That's a really valid question you ask, and we're looking. At an eight month gap now before it's implemented And I think part of it, Gordon Has to be education For you, for me, for Daz For all the supporters Now we look at the Calvin Bassey incident at the weekend Was he onside? Was he offside? To my naked eye, I thought he was onside But I also thought the Madrid should have had a goal at the weekend That wasn't given by the VAR But this is my point and Because we we've, now, so, we've now got a body of work How yeah. many of those offsides have you seen? Forget Calvin Bassett exactly, How many need, have you seen? Yeah, we need you think to, it's one way or the exactly, other Exactly And we need to educate ourselves And the supporters Into mm. what is offside If Calvin Bassett's arm is offside Well of course that doesn't count But how far up his arm Before it does become offside and we need Any to, part you can score with, is it? Above the t-shirt line There you go Again so though we, we, we need to educate ourselves So that when these decisions mm. are taken We accept them easier On offsides though I, I wonder if you're actually stretching that Because What education do you need to tell you that You're, put, you're just putting your faith in the technology ultimately The technology is supposed to tell you what you cannot see So it is either offside or it's not yeah. Whether you think it is or it isn't do we not just need to learn to take that stuff in the chin? What, Am what? I an absolute dreamer that that's going to be the case? How, how long have you hosted this show now, <laughs> Gordon? Peace and jam and but, all that but, and all. But listen, honestly, yes, we do need to trust the technology, but the technology also needs to explain to us why that decision was taken. You know, we need there does need to be yeah. an element of education to explain things to us. I mean, Scott, you are a Rangers fan, I think. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So you've you've had the. A lot of experience with it in the Europa League. Some some's gone for you, some against. You still find it problematic the length of time you need to wait. Aye, it's just because see some of the games that you've seen them getting nine minutes added on. Know what I mean? That's a wee bit too much. Know what I mean? For for somebody to check VAR, it should be done what within a minute or two maximum. Know what I mean? No, nine minutes. Yeah, Roger, is that something you think has got better since VR was first implemented or are we still Pro- probably, dragging our heels? Probably ever so slightly. These things, I have to say, don't particularly bother me. I actually think, think it heightens the drama a wee bit. You know, if you see a board mm. going up at the end of the game, oh, there's nine minutes left, there's a chance for a team to, you know, get back into the game or what have you. So I, I tend to think, yes, some people will see the added time as a downside but I think the upside of getting decisions right probably outweighs that. I think the I think the added time if you're a supporter in the ground, Gordon, I think the added time is a bit of downside. I think you want decisions uh, moved on quickly. You leave after seventy five minutes anyway. What difference yeah, does it yeah, make to you? But, but I'm maybe still a, a man of the people. Yeah, I'm still I'm, I'm I'm talking for the public out here. I'm standing up for them. Um, I'm thinking of those people standing there in a cold 
Saturday afternoon they want the decisions made quickly where I think we can speed it up as well if we have got doubts get the referees over to see the screens a lot quicker I think that takes a bit longer uh, at the beginning but it certainly is going to help but as I keep going back to it we'll still have our and, talk about it I need to ask you about you boys will have a local knowledge so they're putting up a screen at the side of the pitch at Fur Park are they going to have some variety of cordon round about it to keep Alan Burrows away <laughs> from the referee? <laughs> we on his iPad. They need to go and check. I think. Yeah, you're right. Though the logistics of it, without picking on any, uh, you know, clubs in particular, would you put? Is it going to be screens? I'm thinking of the sort of older grounds in the top flight at the moment. Dens maybe would come into that. A few others. Um, no, it's only in the Premiership next season. Oh, steady. Still Premiership at the moment. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to find out a bit more about that side yeah, of it, Roger. Yeah, listen, I'm fascinated by the whole thing. I, I really am, and you know, because you the, were you were um, critical a couple of weeks ago when we discussed it about yeah. the fact that you thought it, it could and should be brought in sooner. I think Neil Doncaster and others speaking about running fibre cables and all that stuff. Does that the logistical side of it? Yeah. Does that satisfy you at all? Listen, Gordon, I'm over that. I would like to hear Neil Doncaster's taking it. If he was wanting to get super fast broadband brought into his house and the boy said to him, oh no, that'll take eight months to lay that fibre mm. cable, pal. Um, and see what he said then, but <laughs> it, I'm over that. If he wants to put it in mid-season, just, just put it in mid-season. I don't agree mm. with it, but I think I'm in yeah. the minority. What do you think of that side of it as well? This is about more than just if you're for or against it. We're then going to dig a bit deeper. What about bringing it in mid-season? Get your thoughts in. Uh, we spoke to, not that long ago, Graham Soonis, because he's obviously well-known up here and got a lot of experience from his punditry work on how England have developed it. Um, here's what he had to say on what's to be expected up here. In England, which obviously is you know, where my focus is because that's where I work most weekends. Yeah, they struggled with it for a couple of years, but I think it's a lot better now. They've sharpened it up. They don't take as long to... Um, Make decisions. Um, the margins are, are um, what they're looking at now are better. It's easier to judge, and, and I think it's working fine. You know, Scotland have the benefit of watching England make the mistakes and get all the criticism. It should be you know seamless to move into where England are now, introduce it into Scottish football. Yeah, but you see, it still boils down, and this is my my not my criticism. Yeah, it has been my, certainly has been my criticism in the past about referees. We, we talk about VAR as if it's a supercomputer sitting, you know, somewhere in a very sophisticated building. VAR is a tool for a human, in this case, referees, to make judgment calls. And they still get the calls wrong. You know, I'm, I'm talking about sending offs now. I'm talking about, you know, penalties. Not so much when it's offside and, and not offside. That's, that's been cleared up a bit. But it's still about referees' judgment at the end of the day. Let's see what Stephen in air makes of it. Stephen, are you in favour of this decision today or not? I'm sort of against it, Gordon. How are you doing? Um, basically, see this, see this when a goal goes in and you've got to wait to see if it's a goal. See, see when my team scores a goal, I want to go tonto. I don't want to go tonto and then get put, put back. I'm not in favour of that. I can see the the goal line is it over the is it over the line or is it no? Fair enough, but see, also this. Um, when the offside lines up, if the hair in your arms are on the line, if your bum cheeks are on the line, that's no yes to me. That that's too pernickety, so it is. Uh, and also there, I'm just glad he didn't say the hair in your bum cheek <laughs> yeah. and combine the two. Um, do you think that does happen, Stephen? Because I've se- I've heard it a lot as a concern. You know, before this was brought in in England and so on, people do still celebrate goals, don't they? They might end up just looking a bit daft afterwards. Ah, oh, but then they get heartbroken at the end of it. That's not yes. Um, 
and that's um, that's halfway through a season is not good enough either because you know yourself I'm a Celtic fan you know the way Celtic Rangers fans are each and other the, oh Celtic get let off with that before it was in and then we're getting punished now because it's in that's, that's not yes I mm. think if it's going to come in it should come in at the start of a season before I don't know if they can get it before uh, this halfway or that will need to be the following season mm. but I don't like it halfway through a season right, that's a very good point and we will pick up on that just before we're d- done with Stephen's initial point do you think it does damage goal celebrations? Because I always heard of it being a fear, you know, when when VR was first getting introduced. But th- does it happen? Do you um, think? You I, watch a lot of football, Roger Hanna. You're the anorak. I, I, I'm not so sure it does, to be perfectly honest. You know, you see plenty of hearty celebrations every weekend that are eventually pulled back by VR. I don't necessarily think it does um, impact on the celebrations. And, listen, it is one of the downsides... A wee bit of the added time that Scott, the previous caller, was talking about. But I think the upsides of getting the decisions correct does outweigh the downsides, Gordon. What do you think, based on what you've seen, Gordon? I mean, I know there are times when you know players will maybe score and they're sort of having a wee look around. Do you think the, mm. the overall experience of scoring and celebrating in the aftermath of a goal has changed significantly in the last couple of seasons? 100%. You do? Yeah. 100% um, And that's why I said early on The supporters will have to get used to it Gordon As Stephen says there When you when your team scores a goal Especially if it's a late goal It's a winner An equaliser mm. It's an important So important goal They go tonto uh, And now they'll need to go half tonto but, 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 Just but, go ton But people do still go tonto To use Stephen's Yeah but, but then at that Technical term Tonto's taken away from you Right, that's uh, and, a different and, thing, and, though. And that's, that's a different thing, and that's where it's the down for the supporter. Yeah, but that's not that's not the and, same. And and coaching staff and players. But I, I keep going back to it and saying, yeah, I still think it's the right thing to bring in. But I think that supporters, and I'm only talking for the people. I think the supporters will have to get used to it. I like hearing Graeme Souness here talking about all the mistakes that they've made down in England. So I think we're getting an improved VAR because... Yeah, you'd like to think that, but I did yeah. chuckle when he said it should be seamless for us do, to implement. Do, do, I like that. It, it didn't impact Aaron Ramsey's goal celebrations in the Old Firm game and he's a lone ranger. Oh, stop it, honestly. <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? Please Please We're near an advert We are We're very close Right To to set it up for after the ads then Stephen is not happy At bringing it in Mid-season What do you think? Oh listen I made the point a couple of weeks ago I don't think it's ideal either I would like to have seen it Fast tracked through And start it when the league season Mm -hmm. starts End of July Start of August Um, And if not Perhaps delayed to yeah. the start of the next season. No, but I'm happy. I'm happy to listen to Neil Doncaster. I accept what he's saying. Yes, it's not ideal. Rogers made a great point, but it's what it is. Let's move on. Because Stephen, they're saying you know if you can't bring it now, delay it till the start of next season. No, is, is, you can just imagine it. Then can't you? You can just imagine that we get to this time next year. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, ah, I, I can't believe we've got that technology there and we're not using it. You know, Is there a sense of damned if you do, damned yeah, if you don't? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and it will always be, Gordon. Um, I, I, I agreed with Roger when Roger was talking about we need to get in at the start of the season. Now, Neil Doncaster's come out there. He's, he's come out and explained the situation. Now, it's not ideal. And I think Neil Doncaster basically knows it's not ideal. He's putting his hands up and saying that. He says other countries have, have done this as well. So I think we've just got to accept it. It's in. We've got it. 
And got on with it I must admit I did quite like that From Neil Doncaster Because you always hear this From fans and pundits And everyone else saying We're the only country In the world that does X You always hear it And very rarely Has it got any form of research Or fact behind it So Neil Doncaster Was getting in front of that There and saying uh, Poland and Czech Republic yeah. Introduced it mid-season as well Yep yeah, I didn't know that Did you? No Daz was going to point it out He's Neil Doncaster Stole his thunder there, there but, So they, we're not the first one to do it as I say, I've got over it I don't think it's ideal I made a point a couple of weeks ago But it is what it is And it's getting introduced after the World Cup And we'll see how it goes Thank you Stephen What do you make then of Let's take this forward a bit This mid-season debate Is it an appropriate time to do it? Would you rather wait until the following campaign? What's your take on that? The timing of it? Let's hear from you now And we'll take your calls next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 0141-951-1025 Lots being said already about VAR Some for it, some against it We're just getting into the debate about whether it's right, appropriate to do it mid-season Or should we wait? Um, the cost element is interesting, Roger yeah. Because it was always the barrier It was mm-hmm. always the main obstacle to us Implementing it here um, And we touched on this last week But to those who don't know It's going to be paid for On a sliding scale If you like So whoever wins Our premiership They will pay approximately 195 grand per season And it's going to slide All the way down So the team in 12th Would pay 67 thousand yeah. pounds Does that seem like A good way of doing it Rather than Than sharing the burden equally So that you know At the moment Celtic paying the same As Dundee That's obviously going to be Harder for Dundee to fund Than it would be The teams at the top Does I, it make sense? Yeah it does make sense Particularly because The prize money that's handed out By the SPFL Is in a sliding scale With a team who Wins a title Getting more money Coming in Than the side that finishes 12th So I think When you're putting money Back out For something that is Right through The SPFL Premiership It does make sense I didn't think the figures Were too scary Financially today um, Even for the sides You know Towards the bottom end of the league What you might describe as You know The the poorer sides The sides with Smaller attendances With smaller income streams I didn't think it was prohibitive at all And I I think that's reflected In the fact that the clubs Unanimously In the Premiership Voted for it it all feels a bit uneasy Everyone's sort of agreeing That it's paid for in the right way And all the clubs are voting oh, for it that, that, it's, been, it's been quite this, this Dare is, I say it straightforward so yeah, far no? Yeah this, this is the honeymoon period I mean it was only voted for About seven That's hours true. ago Neither of the old firm Have had a penalty yet Gordon All the votes in on time And stuff no Yeah I don't think there was any folders or No I don't think any of the good. refs Have had to go to the screen To look for the Dundee vote Good 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 start Anyway Charles is on the line What do you think Charles? Uh, well, it's not really a point. So I've got kind of a couple of questions. Whether or not is it worth it? Okay. So I'm thinking, um, how many goal decisions are intervened by VAR? And really, more importantly, how many are overturned? See, the guy raised the question earlier on: is it worth celebrating? You know, um, mm-hmm. but I think uh, I think it's always worth celebrating. Of course, it is. Uh, you will celebrate. But um, it, it might be a case that it's negligible. There might only be two or three percent overturned. You know what I mean? I think you're right. I think it's not many. Charles, we, a couple of months ago, I was lucky enough to go along to Hamden and get sort of shown how it would work and speak to some of the referees and, and some of the, the people that make it run. And what was fed back, Roger, which I must admit did eyebrows raised completely at the time as part of this presentation, um, that globally, globally, Gordon DL, I know you're not, it's not your strong suit, mm-hmm. um, but 
Across the world Since VR was implemented Roger Apparently Don't shoot the messenger There's only An average of one VAR intervention Every three games Yeah I think that's reflected This season in English Premier League I think I read something After the weekend There have been 100 Decisions Overtaken Turned over In the English Premier League This season From 300 and something games So yeah so I mean, in line that, with that That would be in line with that And that would tally I mean they, obviously all goals Get looked at and so yeah. on and, and lots get looked at But that stat would apply but, To things that have been but, Impacted but, Gordon, you know, that, By that, VR over time That doesn't sound a lot When you think that we have Six Premiership games Every weekend Then you're probably going to have Two decisions each weekend Overturned mm-hmm. by VAR Plenty for us to talk yeah. about I still thought it would be more Gordon I must admit Maybe uh, just a, uh, a personal thing I'm surprised at those numbers Gordon I really did I would never have went for one And three uh, But I've got to say If that is the case Then that's For me that's good news For it coming in um, Because You know you, That is all about scoring mm. goals It's all about the enjoyment Of the goals and decisions Many of your goals Are enrolled out by VAR oh, someone's, well, someone's already tweeted in Just to beat you to it Schmandog says Just as well VAR wasn't around yeah, When Dazza was a player His nose would have been Offside the full game Yeah yeah, I think there's a point in that Yes um, Charles If it is negligible then And if it is that number We're talking about Does that mean you don't You don't think it's worth it Or, or you do You think it's actually Going to cause less fuss Than, than people are making out well, I, the, the, first, I, the cost, uh, but the, the point is, is it really, really worth it? I mean, if you look at the weekend there, um, as your caller earlier on said as well, it's really only worth it for certain things. Is it a goal? Is it offside? From then on, I think the word we're looking for was subjective. I think it's looking for, yeah. it's so subjective, so different. Now, what's to stop? Now, so twice on Sunday, you could have said that uh, Bobby Madden should sent a couple of people off. So what's he stopping? Just looking at it anyway and going, no, I've not changed my mind. So then it's 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 not the be on one end. It's I think on as well. It's all about people. Yeah, the dates are people uh, uh, process. Yeah, of course. Look, if we've got referees who make mistakes, Gordon, uh, Gordon and Roger, we're still going to have those same referees. But you'd rather give them a second look. Is that not that's the logic, isn't it? Yeah, oh, very much so. Um, you look at you know the referees. On the pitch there and then Only get one Look at it in the real time That's why VARs are there Because You'll be sitting Looking at As many different angles As many different views You can watch it as many times as you like And You know Form an opinion From Plenty of views I agree with that I agree with that Because I'll guarantee you one thing As much as we criticise referees Referees will go back home They'll sit down they'll, They'll watch a game Maybe once or twice and they'll look at these decisions, big decisions that mm. we're talking about. They could change games. Uh, and they will look at that and think, I wish I'd second, third look at that before I made a decision. Yeah. Let's, on it. let's thank Charles and squeeze in one more before the news. John's and Tory Glenn. What do you think about bringing it in mid season, John? Does that concern you at all, or is it better than nothing? No, not at all. I think because of the World Cup, now obviously it'll be getting used in the World Cup. And a lot of people will be kind of used to it. And so it'll just be a straightforward transition over to, well, hopefully over to our game. That's an interesting way of looking at it. I'm not sure that was necessarily the intention, Roger. And hopefully we're there uh, as Scotland and, and get to be on the right side of some VAR calls. Um, look, the obvious obstacle or the objection to it that you keep hearing is I mean just imagine the conspiracy theories if a team gets a decision in the first half of the season that can't be overturned due to VAR and that does get overturned in the second half what do we do about that is that is that enough to, to not 
implement it mid-season Well, not listen, not in the eyes of the SPFL yeah. So that's the end of this argument um, As I said, I think there's better ways of doing it But they're doing it mm. this way So I think right now We've got eight months to get our heads around it And I don't think, you know They're going to do it The clubs are in favour of it The refs are in favour of it The league's in favour of it It's going to mm. happen mid-season Let's just get on with it I don't know if the fact that we Again, I, I'm feeling optimistic tonight I don't know what it is But the fact that we know it's going to happen mm-hmm. Gordondale is there Everybody knows Is that Can that at least help a bit? We're telling you Months in advance There will be decisions In the first half of the season That won't get looked at in VAR And in the second half They might be different Here is your Eight month warning mm-hmm. uh, Deal with it Is yeah, that ever going to work? Yeah and you've heard the reason For eight month warning From Neil Doncaster So I'm happy with that Gordon Of course we were arguing before Get it in earlier But Neil Doncaster uh, Decided Look this is the situation He's come out Told everybody We all know what's happening I agree with John That you go Right you watch it I think VAR is brilliant on TV And the fact that You can see the screens Going up Apparently decisions The commentator gives you The reason why the game stopped Why they're looking at it the beginning I keep going back to the people I think the people in the grounds Need good information Gordon Because mm. they will be standing there at times Thinking what and, is going on here And we've now got 8 months for Radio Clyde To talk Neil Doncaster Into allowing Hugh Keevans into the van with the VAR With the Nokia Yeah Pulling the strings How good would that um, be? John What about the other arguments that you keep hearing Fans have not been asked enough And it could ruin the match day experience For those in the stadium Any of that ring true? But what we're bringing VAR in for is to try and reduce the amount of mistakes that get made during games. So if VAR comes in and it reduces some of them, then it's only beneficial for our game. Fair enough. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much to John. That takes us nicely to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. There will be no VAR checks on Beat the Pundit now or ever. 01419511025 and the lines close at 7. So be quick, you could take on Roger or Gordon next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 There is so much happening Loads of you are still trying to get in touch about VR, Which is great, keep it coming I'm pretty sure we'll get back to it It might be a good time though to hear your thoughts on Sean Maloney, that's a big deal He's a big name, it's a big club He's not been there long And he's been sacked today What do you make of that? Whether you're a Hibs fan or an interested observer Let us know and we'll speak to you after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. I must admit, I felt for last night's Beat the Pundit contestant. He mm. took Hugh Evans to a tiebreaker and then he delivered arguably the worst tiebreaker performance I've ever heard. It would have made you blush. Even worse than me? Even worse than you. What was it? It was how many European ties, including qualifiers, have Hearts played in their entire history? What did you say? Nine. He said nine He said nine What would you say? Ten Out of one Even Hugh Evans managed to get closer than that So let's see if we can get a victory for the listeners tonight With Graham and co-winning How's it going Graham? No bad Gordon, no bad Now it says here you're a Kelly fan Graham Could be a big week Could be champions by Friday night Hopefully Hopefully hopeful. hopeful or confident? Aye, I'm hopeful Just hopeful <laughs> Kelly, Kelly and Fridays don't go 
Yeah, you've got this theory. Yeah, and everyone's Don't go, Graham. Yeah. Unless it's here, what's playing, Gordon? Ah, well, not when I was your manager, Graham, if you think back. <laughs> Last two games, both on a Friday night. I think Graham no. he's, he's hopeful rather than confident about Friday. I don't know if that's the same for his, his beat the pundit performance, but we'll find out. Heads, it will be Roger Hanna. And tails, it will be. Oh, we could do a wee Usher derby between you two if it is. Well, you. well I I'd fancy like Graham because I'm having a bad run. Yes, it's tails. It's no, it's not. It's heads there, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's no chance I was seeing Producer that Callum. I, producer <laughs> Callum's five miles away he's in not, the left he's hand side. Punching distance, and he's uh, a man yeah. of immense integrity. Go, go, go. Right, I'm standing up for us. Oh, he's taking it seriously. Yeah. Right, I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 to listen to. Uh, Graham, put 30 seconds on the clock. Just answer as many as you can. If you don't know, pass and move on to the next one, okay? Right. Right, let's do it. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. <sighs> Who is the most recent non-Scottish Celtic club captain? Pass. Who managed more games for Rangers, Pedro Cachinha or Paul Le Guin? Uh, Paul Le Guin. Which SPFL team are nicknamed the Warriors? Uh, Name any of three Scottish Premiership players with the most assists so far this season. Jota. Name any Belgian who's played in the Scottish Premiership this season. Bashiri. Whoa, good shout. He'll never get that, Graham. I can tell you that before I bring him back. Uh, Gordon DL, can you hear us? Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I was just saying some nice things about you there before. Yeah, I I can. Brought you back. You ready? Yeah. 30 seconds, let's go. Who was the most recent non-Scottish Celtic club captain? Uh, no idea. Who managed more games for Rangers, Pedro Cachinha or Paul Le Guin? Paul Le Guin. Which SPFL team are nicknamed the Warriors? Uh, Name any of the three Scottish Premiership players with the most assists so far this season. Tavernier. Name any Belgian who's played in the Premiership so far this season. This will be good. Pass. How many current Scottish Premiership clubs did James McPake play for? Quick. Two. Okay. Graham, have you done enough? Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was that good. <laughs> you both answered some similar ones, didn't you? So none of you got the first one. The most recent Celtic non-Scottish club captain. Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon. Ah, oh, that was so easy. Just oh, listen to the question. Don't try and complicate it. Who managed more games for Rangers, Cashinha or Le Guin? It was Le Guin by five, I think. You both got it. Well oh, done. I don't like this. The Warriors, Stenhouse Muir. I'm amazed that you got that. No offence. Amazed that you got it. Why? I don't know. I just thought you would make did, a mess did, of that. Did Graham get it? He did. Oh, so you're still level. <laughs> Name any of the three Scottish Premiership players with the most assists so far this season. You had the choice of Barry Mackay, James Tavernier, mm-hmm. and, and Jota. Graham got it. Graham got Jota yeah, as I'm well. I'm starting to dislike Graham. So are we still level at this point, are we? Yeah. Great. Um, name any Belgian who's played in the Premiership this season. Belgium. Graham went for. Oh, totally. No, no. Rocky Bushiri. Nah, hips. nah, he's Argentine. <laughs> he's Belgian. <laughs> oh, no. See, as soon as Graham answered that, I knew you were in trouble. Um, I just thought, forget What was the your rest. last question? How many, because he didn't get this far, how many Premiership clubs has James oh, played for? Livy, Hibbs, and Dundee, it's three. You uh, said two, which means Graham and Co. Winning has won the Ayrshire Derby, Air United, put in their place uh, by Kilmarnock. 4 3. And a victory for the listeners. Well, well done, done, Graham. Graham. 
Brilliant. Yeah, happy big, with that? Big round of applause, um, Graham. I'm happy with that. Good man. Well, but I'll take it. Shut up, Graham. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> old man. I don't think much of a challenge. Oh, isn't he? Was it no? Right, okay, Graham. Have you seen, you, I hope you've learned your lesson. Have you seen the video of him from last week? Yes, I yeah. have. Have yeah. you seen it, Graham? That? He's been exposed, Graham. He was caught on camera last week doing rude hand gestures yeah. to the contestant on Beat the Pundit. <laughs> and and if you haven't seen it, Graham, watch it and just flip the name to Graham. <laughs> You'll understand. <laughs> uh, another defeat for you. Another a notch in the belt. In a row. Is it? A sky, I'm having a shocker. Where is that? Black Arthur boy. He's got Yeah, he me. was on yesterday. He's, he's got to tear me. He's been. He's been away for a bit But he's he's been updating his spreadsheet So he'll be mm. back in touch soon I, I'm, I'm dropping like a stone Yeah, you are I am you dropping are. like a stone I'm not even going to make the top six Not only five, is it? Right, VAR is a big deal And lots of you are talking about it So keep your thoughts coming It's also interesting to note that Rangers trip to Motherwell has been moved What do you make of that as well? But another big story that really stands out today Is the sacking of Sean Maloney It came up on last night's show Hugh Keevans will be listening Here's what he had to say on it I do believe that Sean will be there at the start of next season. Another flawless prediction. He'll be listening. He'll be furious that we've dug him up on that one. You, you asked me on Saturday in the show, God, I did. what does deep trouble look like for Sean Maloney? And we explained what deep trouble looked like for Sean Maloney. And the trouble since then has got deeper and deeper and deeper internally to the point where they can no longer go on together. Four months and 19 games Sounds an absolutely ridiculous length of time for a manager. There are two sides to every story. I'll give you the two sides. Side one is Hibs weren't happy with the form of the team. 19 games, he'd won only six. 15 in the league, he'd won only three. And they didn't see the signs of progress that they were hoping to see. The flip side of that is that during those four months and 19 games, Abernian have sold their top goal scorer. Their second top goal scorer is out for nine months with a cruciate injury. The third striker, Christian Doidge, is injured. Paul McGinn has been out for a period of time, injured. The centre-half, Ryan Porteous, can't seem to keep himself on a pitch and has been in the middle of a four-game league suspension. So there have been mitigating circumstances for Sean Maloney in that run of form, but clearly the mitigation wasn't enough for the Hibs ball. And which of those sides are you on personally? Um, I, I tend to... Th- I, I, you heard me saying on Saturday If Aberdeen can act Stephen Glass Hibs can act Sean Maloney I just think Four months and 19 games Isn't an acceptable period of time For any manager At all um, And when you have to axe a manager After four months and 19 games I think it says as much For the board who appointed him As it does for mm. the manager himself Okay let's ask Bobby Who's a Hibs fan before we dig into the detail of it, Bobby, just kick us off. Is that the right decision or the wrong decision that your club took today? I think it's the wrong decision. And I actually thought that Roger's analysis there was brilliant because that it, it covers a lot of the... Um, I'd be interested to know more about what was going on internally. Um, but, you know, you look at externally, I, I just made... You know, it's like Nisbet. You know, on Saturday there, we didn't have Nisbet, didn't have Dodge. Dimitri Mitchell wasn't there. We lost Boyle, and I think that a lot of what's happened under Sean Maloney's time has been underpinned by selling Martin Boyle for a considerable amount of money with no plan for replacing him. And it's it's shown in those 19 games, yeah, we've we've won six, drawn six, and lost seven. You know, not a 
not a, not a horrific record by any means, but we've only scored 18 goals. Do you know, and I'm just like, the top scorers in the league this season, you've got Martin Boyle on seven, Kevin Nisbet on five, and then it's two. Do you know, it's like there's there's no goals in the team. Do you know, and that's, I, I, don't, I, I don't think that's Sean Maloney's doing. I think that the recruitment um, going back, a number of transfer windows has been really poor, and I think that, yeah, I think he's been scapegoated, actually. Do you think he would have turned it round, Bobby? Or would you rather have at least had the chance to find out? I, I, I think that, again, Roger touched on this. Do you know, I, I've, my understanding is he didn't apply for the job. He was headhunted. Um, if that being the case, then the persons that, or person or persons that um, aggressively pursued him um, should be as culpable for the decision today as as Sean Maloney. Um, and I think that I would have given him time to, to bring in his own players. I mean, I think that the January transfer window is notoriously difficult to, to bring in the, the players you really want to bring in. Our squad's really imbalanced. Um, we obviously didn't get in the forward players that we, we needed to get in to, to replace the ones that had left. And yeah, I think that I think he should have, I think he should have got the chance to, to, to see it through. Um, and I think it says a lot about um, Ron Gordon, Ian Gordon and Ben Kensel that they, they've done this today. Yeah, let's put that to Gordon DL. Gordon, is it just quite simply too soon? Or was it justified, that decision today? Um, I think a lot of Hibs fans will say justified. My opinion, Gordon, I thought it was too soon. I've got to I've got to say, I think Roger puts up a great case. I'd said on Saturday about the loss of his firepower up top. It really does. To try and go in and replace that is very, very hard. Yes, he's not got off to a great start. Uh, people say, well, he's been brought in with his big reputation to improve players. Four, just over four months Very difficult The people for me Has got to take Most responsibility And I think Bobby Hits the nail right in the head The people up above That headhunted him Thought so much of him If you're going to go down that road At least back him mm. um, Have a look But my worry was When we seen the pictures Come in from Hamden Gordon Hibs would have usually Packed out their, their, their end there Against Hearts In such an important game Semi-final A lot of the Hibs fans Had turned off and what happens then is directors and people sitting in the in the comfy seats look over at that and they make decisions and they've decided not to mm. continue. I think that's... Look, I don't know what Sean Maloney would have... I, I said earlier, it was his first job. He had to learn to be a manager. It's okay coming in with a great reputation. You're a number two in Belgium, working with the players, the ability of the, the players that he had to work with. When you become a number one, you become your own boss. Completely different job. Yeah. Big decisions to make. But I still think, in the fairness to bringing him in, you should have given him more time. Were, this, were there any signs there that he could have turned it round, Roger? That would perhaps be an important question to try and establish answers to. The, the, I think people would say, you know, a listener was driving through to Newfoundland for Super Scoreboard and Saturday when his first semi final was taking place. And I was listening to you guys, and hearts go two up, and Hibs look in deep trouble. I think after that, you know, Hibs probably had the, the better of the game after that disastrous start. And Sean Maloney said after the game It was probably the best performance of his tenure I think those Hibs fans Dance is right They didn't fill their allocation But I think they, they appreciated the efforts of their team I was at the Derby the week before For 25 minutes they played well And then they fell out the game disastrously So there are little elements within games Where you can see what he was trying to do 
But it's very difficult to do that And correct me Stop me at any time If you think I'm wrong here Bobby But it's difficult to do it That game at Tynecastle They didn't have Boyle Who's been sold and not replaced They didn't have Nisbet They didn't have Doidge That's the three best attacking options All out the team They didn't have Porteous Who was suspended They didn't have McGinn Who was injured Probably two of your best defenders One a Scotland international And one a prospective Scotland international So it, it was a difficult time um, he tried his best to get through it all and in the hope that he would get to the summer and he would get adequate replacements and he would get his own people in he would get the next Martin Boyle in but he hasn't been given that time yeah. Do you know one of the things I, I, I would just add to that I think we, we used 32 players in his reign and I think that that's not particularly down to chopping and changing that was just like due to bad luck with injuries and having having to replace players. Um, yeah, we didn't sell as many tickets going through as we would normally do. I think there's two things Two things on that. One is, yeah, do you know, there is some fans where disenchanted with the, the direction under Sean Maloney, but there's also a significant number of fans that are disenchanted with the, the direction above Sean Maloney. Um, and I think that they, they feel, well, I, I think maybe put it this way, there's a lot of people have left the club in the last three years that were hips to the core and they've been replaced with people who aren't hips to the core and I think it shows, to be to be honest. You touched a word earlier on there, Bobby, recruitment. Recruitment, as Daz will tell you, is the biggest thing for any manager. Sean Maloney, Sean Maloney only had one recruitment window to try and get things right And the biggest move in that window Was an outward move When Boyle went to Saudi Arabia It did bring in he, the Belgian Rocky Bashiri of course he, as Yeah, yeah, yeah I've just a, a I've got to answer Why, well, Where well, were you at 5 to 7 Bobby? <laughs> look at the structure Across the city at Hearts Where Joe Savage Has been brought in Alongside Robbie Nielsen Look at their recruitment This season Ellis Sims They've gone and found him In the under 23 league In the Premier League He's been a revelation Barry Mackay was a free agent Hibs could have signed Barry Mackay You know When he came back up the road But Hart's got there first He's been one of the success stories Of the season He's now got a three his, repara- his reputation's not helped Roger Let's be honest here Bobby says he was headhunted He had a great name about The fact that He worked with Belgium Belgium ranked number one In the world right Worked with all these Fantastic players So he must be a super coach I've never seen Sean Maloney coaching. I would imagine he's a very good coach. I'd imagine he's got very good, uh, very good knowledge of the game, Gordon. But when you become a manager, it takes time to fit into that role as well. I'm, I, I feel sorry for him. I really do. If, if people want you that bad and you go and you commit to Hibs, mm. at least give the lad time to prove. You know that he can go and do the job at that level. What was up should, to just giving them his summer? Should he sack Jack Ross? That's a different point I, You know No I probably say no I, th- I think sometimes Managers get sacked Very quickly And you know People above The managers now Are sitting in directors uh, Boxes And sitting in the boardrooms They've got to take A responsibility Because they're hiring Firing managers Left right and centre You've got to give somebody A bit of stability To get and work with Different players Transfer windows And put their own Points of yeah. view over Bobby do you have faith then In the Hibs board To get the next appointment right? No absolutely not Do you know I think that's, that is that is a big problem As I see it I mean I think that Yeah do you know They made the right decision To bring in David Gray Till the end of the season Um Probably because it's the only decision available to them, um, but I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I just don't see that. 
I, I don't believe they particularly learned from this experience um, because if they had, there'd be somebody above Sean Maloney taking responsibility for it and there doesn't seem to be. Who, who do you want to take the job and do you think you could get him given what's happened to Sean Maloney, given what's happened to Jack Ross and given that Hibernian Football Club are now looking for their 16th permanent manager since the year 2000 and you can throw in seven caretakers as well, Bobby? Oh, do you know, it's, um, I'm glad Hugh Keevans is me on tonight because he was the one that said to me, we should bite off Alex Neal's hand. Um, so he seems to have like settled down okay at Sunderland, although they've, they're not quite as close to promotion as we could be. Um, do you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I've, I've been impressed with Dougie Henry at Morton. I think that he's got premiership coaching experience. He's gone in there and he's turned around the side that was struggling under Gus McPherson, which is... I suppose what you're looking for initially is somebody to come in and get more out of the players than, than Sean Maloney did. Um, I can, do you know, I, actually, I, I kind of like think that what Hibs had under Alan Stubbs and then Neil Lennon with Graham Matty heading up recruitment, George Craig, Leanne Dempster, we actually had like a real period of progress and it just seems we've, we've ripped it all up. Um, Alan Stubbs, do I, think, do I think Alan Stubbs could come back and do a, a good job? Not, not with the people that's at the club now. Um, yeah, do you know, I, I think that's probably the, the, the bigger problem for me. Um, other than that, I don't know. Um, yeah, we do this so often now. That's the thing, you know, football has changed and it is a short life as a manager. Um, well, I just get out the list when it was Sean Maloney that was appointed. Is it the same names? Who who are the obvious contenders that are, and maybe the not so obvious ones? Malky Mackay. I just, I, I just think he's done a terrific job at Ross County. He's taken him above Hibs. He's taken him above Aberdeen, winning at Petardieu before the split. He has got far more experience of. Does is right when you're a number one yourself. It's a different job from coaching, and he's got masses of number one experience. Watford, Cardiff, Wigan. He's done really well with Ross County. He knows the market down there. We talk about the importance of recruitment. Look at some of the recruitment from Malky Mackay this season and the likes of, you know, Baldwin at the back, Joseph Hungbo, loads of those guys. Harry Clark before he went to Hibs. Harry Clark before he went to Hibs, yeah. Just quickly, Bobby, we're a bit pushed for time. What do you make of that? Malky Mackay, um, I love his record. He would be... I, I think that if... This is a problem with, like, the, 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 the director and the owner, uh, the chief exec. If you brought in Malky Mackay, he's going to be a very divisive figure. At Hibs because of the baggage that he brings, yeah. um, rightly or wrongly, do you know I'm, I'm I'm for a bit of um, rehabilitation. Do you know that's that's my kind of view on these kind of things. But I know that a lot of people aren't, so I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a whole other debate. I think. Thank you very much to Bobby in Guruk. Any other Hibs fans or indeed just neutrals who've, who've got an interest in this? Because I know. Um, when any manager gets the sack so soon after taking over it is interesting and lots of people have opinions on it so now's a good time to share it we're still on VAR and it would be nice to hear from you Rangers and or Motherwell fans the game between the sides scheduled for Sunday has been moved to Saturday lunchtime to help Rangers prepare for Europe is that the right call for you Motherwell fans has it annoyed you in any way or are you happy your club has accommodated it Rangers fans What do you make of it Is that the change You were looking for Pick up the phone And let us know And we'll discuss it next 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here. It's 0141 951 1025. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. And we've got a full time teaser for you two. Now it's, I think, pretty simple, to be honest. Very similar to a question last night. Mikey sent this one in. Uh, when I say simple, I mean for Roger. Uh, no offence. Um, You've been very cheeky to me tonight. <laughs> I'd just like to put that out there. What else record. apart from that? Who's uh, who's driving? Who home? Yeah, I'm unf- driving. Unfortunately, no, I'm the no, passenger seat of the bin. I'm massive problem tonight. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, you should have, can I just quickly? Well, and I don't know how far I can take this story in case you do get in trouble with the law. Um, what was but it? Anyway, you should have seen the the drama. I won't tell you the outcome then, in case he gets in trouble with the law. Although this probably tells you. Um, oh. After the show on. Sunday Mark Wilson <laughs> Requested that Gordon take him to Glasgow airport Because uh-huh. Mark was flying To Chicago Yeah And the refusal From this guy To pay the money To get into the drop Which which is extortionate By the way If you're listening oh, Glasgow airport Go on and keep your, your mouth quiet the, the, here. the refusal To pay the drop off charge For Mark Wilson <laughs> Led to all sorts of drama It was good fun I enjoyed yeah. it and, and and the moral of the story is Never rob a bank with this guy Because you'll be sitting doing time You know you just drop him off At the filling station in the corner uh, That's what he ended up doing But it's just the drama of uh, it, was, it was It was drama at Glasgow Airport Let me tell you You can it. just imagine the two of them They're like two wee They're like a wee married couple At times <laughs> honestly He was he was sitting in I, the back I, I one, Put it this way right At one point He wanted Mark to get out On the hard shoulder of the M8 With his suitcase <laughs> And walk, you know the slip road. Mm-hmm. So we had come over the Erskine Bridge down mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, he wanted Mark to walk down the slip road with his suitcase. Nothing mm-hmm. up with that. It's a wheelie one. He would have been down there quickly, sitting on the back of it. Sitting the back. You, my... you cannot have Celtic's Mark Wilson walking down a slip road into. He's sitting an in the back munching into my jelly tots. I was absolutely <laughs> disgusted with him. Uh, is he okay going to Chicago on his own? That's the biggest surprise for me. He didn't oh, take. I'm delighted. I've got Thursday and Saturday without him. I'm delighted. Anyway, right, right sim- come on. Similar to last here. night, can you name the Rangers team mm-hmm. the previous time they beat Celtic in a Scottish Cup semi final? It was six years ago to the day from Sunday in 2016. One on penalties that day. Can you name the Rangers starting 11? Barrett oh. McGregor. <laughs> no. No, right, okay, we'll get him out the road. Yes, well done. Right, Tavernier. Yes. Please say yes. Barry Mackay. Yes Yeah Okay on. we'll leave it there We'll get the rest before the end And it's full time At Clyde1.com Holiday to, to send to half questions in <laughs> Holiday for the first 30 minutes Different game but He did still start So yeah, well done Yeah well done Andy son uh, Right Roger Hanna On Was it Friday night Thursday oh, well, It would have been Friday After Rangers won yeah. In Europe There was much Debate and discussion And anger About how Scottish football Must do more um, to accommodate Rangers in Europe and, and see if they can help them out And we we said that it might happen We'll, we'll find out we'll, in, in due course Lots of people sceptical about it And what do you know It has happened Rangers Match against Motherwell This weekend Has been brought forward 24 hours After the Ibrox Club request Was granted by the SPFL So it'll now take place Saturday April 23rd at noon And that gives Rangers More time to prepare For the first leg Of the game Against RB Leipzig what do you mean? Well, no one was more sceptical than me in the show on Saturday when you asked me, Gordon. And I think if Rangers win the Europa League final... It'll, be, Seville, mother, it'll be Motherwell to get the credit I, for I, it. I think a bottle of champagne right. should be going to Alan Burroughs because Motherwell have played a huge role in this. People could have placed obstacles 
in the way of this move. The police could, Sky Sports could, Motherwell could, but I think common sense has prevailed. Not often you say that in Scottish football, Gordon. That's why I was so sceptical at the weekend. But I think everyone has seen sense. Common sense has prevailed. The game's been moved forward to noon on Saturday. If you can't go there, you can't see it, listen to Super Scoreboard because we'll be covering it. And if it helps Rangers in the first leg in Leipzig next Thursday night, then it's a good thing for Scottish Not football. surprising, is it, Gordon? The, the most well-run and accommodating club on the planet just They're helping brilliant. make these things happen. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yes, listen, I, I agree with Roger. If it can help our Scottish club, and obviously it's an important part of the tournament, the semi-final, gives them an extra day, Gordon. Why not? Motherwell are happy with it. Sky Sports are happy with it. Everybody's happy with it. So, yeah, it's a bit of help. Uh, maybe only one day, but at least yeah. it's a gesture of help. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there will be, because it's relatively short notice, I'm sure there will be Motherwell fans who are a bit annoyed at the change of scheduling. So let's hear from you all. Uh, what do you make of it? 01419511025. I guess Sky as well, Roger. Is, yeah. You know, at times get... Get criticised They could have dug their heels in I'm sure they had schedules Or whatever Oh they did They were looking for a big Fancy double dunt On Sunday afternoon Motherwell Rangers at 12 Ross County Celtic 2.30 And they've Gone along with it And moved the game back Um, It is quite short notice You know there are a lot Of logistical issues Of policing The stewarding The fur park pies It does enjoy so much They all need to get Moved about So Congratulations to everyone Who has made this Possible Is this About all that, that could realistically be done. You know, I, I keep asking the question, I think it was, was it Friday night or at the weekend? It's all well and good saying Scottish football needs to do something, but look at the fixture list, look at the dates, look at the fact when you're the end of the season, what do you realistically want done? And this was about the only hypothetical situation we could come up with, Roger, because in between the two Leipzig games, they ain't moving. There's a Celtic game bang smack in the middle. If you move that, you're, you're at the risk of... Rangers almost letting Celtic win the league before you have the chance to play them. The Scottish Cup final's kind of set in stone. Was there anything else? Is, is this the best we can do? Yeah, and I, I think when we discussed it on Saturday, I think there was a sort of belief that they may have been trying to move that old firm game from the 1st of May. Um, it wasn't until later on in the day and the SPFL put a statement out just to clarify that it had only been the Motherwell game that the Rangers had asked to move. Um, it sort of made... Life easier for everyone involved That it was only that one game Because you can bring it forward As has been shown today As you say Finding somewhere else To play Celtic Rangers There probably wasn't going to be another date Until maybe after the Scottish Cup final And that then pushes you closer to the Scotland World Cup Playoff game etc etc So Rangers made the request The request has been accepted Games played Saturday lunchtime and I think everyone will wish mm. Rangers well in Leipzig next week. Just leave that one dangling for yeah, a minute. Yeah, he likes that one. to last night's show, no? Um, Michael is a Rangers fan. Are you happy with that news today, Michael? Yeah, I think it's great news. Um, but I think it's great news for Scottish football. Um, it was total common sense. I mean, the Scotland national team is doing well. The coefficient points for the club teams are getting better and better. Hearts are getting guaranteed uh, European football till Christmas. I mean, it's only a good thing for the Scottish FA, the Scottish clubs, uh, the police, etc., to uh, help facilitate any success that Scottish clubs can have in Europe. And yeah. we want our league to be noticed all over the world. We want to do well, and it benefits not just the teams playing, but the teams that can potentially play in the next season. Yeah, I mean, that is ultimately it, Roger, isn't it? Despite 
you know, the constant arguing as to who's really behind the coefficient. Obviously, it has to be a combined effort. One team cannot do it on, no. on their own. There will always be teams that are outperforming others. Yeah. And um, but we kind of need. And for the clubs, whether you know, for, for Motherwell, for instance, Alan Burrows, I know, has been on record before acknowledging the fact that they get solidarity payments yeah. to paste on, uh, depending on how well Celtic or Rangers do in Europe. So it, it's almost does it? It seems like it's a a small gesture that that almost has a big impact in terms of. What's that word I, we always talk about? Unless, the optics. Yeah, you know, unless, whether 24 hours helps Rangers uh, progress Alan, or not. Alan Burroughs has been honest enough. Mother will prefer a game on a Saturday to a Sunday. They'll get a bigger walk up to Fur Park on Saturday than they would on Sunday. Of the five post split games, I think Mother will only have two at home. So it does help Mother. I'm not saying that was integral in their decision making process. It wasn't because they want to help Scottish teams in Europe as well. Of course they do. The coefficient, Gordon, is a big thing. People used to laugh at it when you know, we spoke about coefficient. You would hear Fraser talking about it on a Saturday afternoon. It's huge because it's now, from next season, we're going to have the teams back direct entry into the Champions League groups. We're going to have five teams mm. in Europe. There's hearts celebrating at the weekend. Not only are they in Europe, they're now going to guarantee European football yeah. until Christmas. And that itself, you would think... Even if they don't win Halliday every game come in here with his passport yeah. in his back pocket mm. It's going to knock Monday. up you know, coefficient points there So the coefficient is doing really, really well And we want to keep it that way We don't want this just to be a flash in the pan We want more teams in Europe yeah. every season It's not a massive going di- longer. disruption, is it? Let's be honest no. about it It's not a massive disruption Everybody's happy with it Yeah, you'll have one or two that'll moan, of course but To be fair, I mean There will always be individual circumstances yeah. Maybe we'll get some on the phone But I've seen tweets, you know Motherwell fans saying I... Had planned for Sunday And I, c- I could make Sunday Look, Now I can't make Saturday And why has it been done At this short notice And as usual Alan Burrows Who's very open uh, ha- I've seen him reply to tweets Saying that Motherwell First spoke about it On Friday mm. And wished that the decision Could have been announced sooner But you know There were other You know I'm suffering As, as well on Saturday I'm having to sacrifice A lot on Saturday morning You're not I... getting to play golf anymore Yeah I had my name down Heart bleeds uh, for you um, No but... he, he means I'm in the studio Because Mark's away oh, That's why he's suffering that. Oh no another Six years with him um, No but I do I do agree I think that forever, There'll be one or two Of course circumstances We understand that But for the The benefit of Scottish football And I'd be saying this If it was Celtic Aberdeen Hearts Motherwell Whoever it is I think that it's a good decision Of course the other one of the other big stories today, Michael, there are loads, is VAR and its introduction. What have you taken away from that? I, yeah, well, I've got a wee scenario um, played out here in my head, and I'll try to keep it simple for uh, the Dazzler. Um, I know Roger and yourself will be fine. <laughs> so, uh, have you um, seen the hand gestures on the. <laughs> you're getting, you are getting a tough time. I now feel bad for criticising you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, listen, I was twelve and giving you hand gestures down at Air, Air United many a year ago. So um, where, where, where are you, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, del- I'm delighted yeah, with that. And he was one of yours directors. <laughs> <laughs> Michael had Kinchelskis in the back of yeah. his Rangers trip when he was young. Anyway, Michael VR, what do we think? So my wee scenario is: um, suppose you've got Motherwell and Kilmarnock, and and they before Christmas. By the way, we'll get a wonderful victory thanks to an offside goal that can't be checked, can't be ruled out. The other side of Christmas, Kelly get are in exactly the same situation. Don't get the offside goal because by correct way rules it offside. In that scenario, Motherwell get four points out of those two fixtures and Kelly get one. Motherwell finish second bottom above Kelly with a difference of one point. 
relegates Kelly, Motherwell are in the relegation spots. I don't think that's sporting integrity because jobs could be lost um, from getting relegated. It doesn't have to be a relegation. It could be Europe. We're talking about Europe there. It could be a difference between Motherwell and Kelly getting into Europe. Um, it could be a difference between a title win. It's just, I think it's going to be an absolute chaos. Um, and as I alluded to a minute ago, the only thing that would be more chaotic would see is Dazzler back at Somerset Park. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, thanks for your job. compliments. Like that, that, that is staring everyone in the face. You did express your concerns about it a couple of weeks ago. What is that enough, though, Michael? Is it enough to then cut off your nose to spite your face, so to speak? Is it enough to wait an extra six months and then have next season's title run in or relegation or Europe, as you say, and maybe have big decisions that we could have helped the referees with, but we didn't? Is, is that enough? See, to be honest, some of our so-called top referees are using VAR anyway when they're doing European games. It's all in place, apparently, and you were at the, the meeting in the past couple of months about it. I don't see how it can't be introduced at the beginning of the season. I just think if you open it up to halfway through the season, you change your rules halfway through the season, whether it's Rangers or Celtic, particularly Rangers and Celtic, but any club could come back and say, well, hold on, they got a decision that shouldn't have stood, etc., etc., and that's when you go... Well, there's a wee asterisk next, next to that final position at the end of the season because they shouldn't have had those X amount of extra points. The only the only one I, I kind of get, and Michael's example was great because he's not done the usual Celtic and Rangers mm. lens and he mentions offside, which perhaps is important because that's supposed to be black and white, supposed to be objective. You're either on or you're off. All the other decisions, I wonder if that is valid, right? Because it's all right saying, oh, we got a penalty because of VAR in the first half. And and they got a penalty in the second half of the season because of VAR, um, you know, or vice versa. But this isn't anything different. Like we said earlier, it's still a subjective decision making process. So whether you get an extra look at it or not, you could still be on the perceived end of an injustice with or without VAR. So yeah, you can listen. The difference doesn't make. I made all these points a couple of weeks ago. But what, what I will say tonight is, the clubs can't complain because the clubs have signed up to this now, Gordon. The clubs have agreed that it will be implemented mid-season. Um, the clubs have agreed that they're willing to wait for all the technological advances that they need and all the fibre cables to be laid, as Neil Doncaster was discussing earlier on. So I, I think, you know, that there is an unfairness to it, simply because of the, you know, the, the scenario Michael was painting. That could happen to his team, to your team, to any team next season. But the managers won't be able to jump up and down about it and make those points because our clubs have signed up to it now. I'm, I'm for, uh, after hearing Neil Doncaster, I was with Roger. I wanted and start of the season. I thought it for fairness, stop all the arguments, but that's not going to happen after the World Cup. I think if we've got it there, Gordon, we may as well get it in and use it. Uh, I don't think you'll be alone in that take, though, Michael. It was nice to hear from you, Michael, in Thornley Bank. Let me run this by you. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Golden goals. To steal a cliche from the world of football, we are at the business end of the Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals season now because we've got £28,250 to give away as it stands. And every time Celtic and Rangers score, we add at least £250 to that jackpot. Both play this weekend, Rangers then play in Europe, then they meet each other again, and there's loads of games left after that as well. So the cash is just going to keep piling up, and someone out there. Possibly someone listening right now Has to win the lot Every penny Tax free At the end of the season 
Do not miss out on at least the chance to be in with a shout So take out the phone just now You might as well Do not hang around and miss out on it Text GOAL to 61025 G-O-A-L to 61025 It is £2 plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May And one last reminder from me That's GOAL to 61025 right now Good luck Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Andrew Ironside has had a very good go at this Full time teaser They might even have them all You know Them all um, He's certainly close I've got nearly um, them all And I'm now Being forced to relive it I'm looking at Twitter Producer Callum The Peace and Jam video Has gone up On the Super Scoreboard Twitter page So there we go We're never going to escape that I Like a Peace and Jam does And TikTok well, And Instagram And whatever, YouTube Whatever toast else it. I'm, I'm up market now I toast A wee bit of toast and jam mm-hmm. Toast is up market to yeah, bread to is it? Yeah right. No peace and jam That was the old days <laughs> Gives a piece and jam, mum. What kind of jam, jam? Oh, black cunt. I like a bit uh-huh. of a, a strawberry, a wee strawberry. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely the type of guy that steals the wee ones for the hotels. Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> my bag is full of them. The wee milks and all that. They'll come in handy one day. <laughs> Anybody out there, you're paying for it, take it home. Bag it and grab it. That's my motto. <laughs> is that just is that just about free stuff at hotels, or does that apply to any other walk of life? <laughs> I was a bit concerned with that You thought he was going to get into bother for his driving (laughs) offences Sorry I asked Um, Right okay let's see how we are on this teaser by the way Thank you to Mikey He got in touch at fulltime at Clyde1.com And asked you the following question Can you name the Rangers starting 11 The previous time that they knocked Celtic out of the Scottish Cup at Hamden I think it was the last time Celtic actually lost at Hamden Roger it was in 2016 It was on penalties You've got Tavernier Halliday Mackay And Fodderingham I've got two more Go on then Kenny Miller yes. Must be a certainty And I'm going to go for Did Josh Windass play in that game? No he did not um, I heard you say Dean Windass during the break So I'm yeah, glad you've at least got the right name He is not <coughs> on there either It's about Lee Wallace Yes Brilliant Yes Okay, one, two, three, four, five to get. I'm sure we will get them before the end of the show. We've actually got big championship action tonight, Roger. Yeah, yes, we South. do. Queen of the South. They need to win, or they're relegated to League One. They need to win all three remaining games, or they're down to League One. Um, not holding out much hope. No, I'm not holding out much hope. Where is interesting? It's just above the match. I saw Dunfermline and United for Super Scoreboard at the weekend. Now locked on 35 points, 35 goals. They've both conceded 50 goals. I think then Fermlin head them. I didn't even know this was a decider. They head them on the head-to-head, which I think is the final level of decider in the yeah. SPFL rules. So if they were to both match each other's scores in the last two games... On the evidence, do you think my club's going to stay up, Roger? Well, on the evidence, bizarrely does, yes. Because for 79 minutes, there were streets ahead of Dunfermline. Your old pal Yogi Hughes admitted it afterwards. He used the phrase, we got out of jail... They did get out of jail But sometimes that's what you need to stay up And An interesting weekend Because Air go To Queen of the South Who could be relegated by mm. then And then Fermlin In the championship game of the day At Firhill Against the Jags Who now need something Just to cement that last playoff place For the promotion playoffs Yeah I'm looking forward to that I think we've got a good weekend of football Yeah 
it starts Friday night um, with obviously the Kilmarnock game that I'm not looking forward to every time I watch Kilmarnock live on a Friday night ain't pretty you still okay to pick me up for that? yeah you fa- where, where are they playing? Glasgow Airport yeah uh, yeah. I'll drop you off for that but um, no I, I, it'll be interesting I'll be a nervous few games coming up for the championship team especially as uh, Roger quite rightly said more club air and they're decent clubs big club good support good clubs but you've no right to stay in the league unless you win games and you don't want to be going into that league one next season I would suggest Kelty coming up Kenny Miller's Falkirk Owen Coyle's Queen's Park Airdrie might still be there you could, you know, Dunfermline as well. Could I've, been, be there. I, I've been the last, down. I've been the last game in the championship that if we went to Farhill when I was manager here, just the first time up, if we lost Roger, we get relegated, and um, it was one of, the, and I played in decent games. It was the most nervous I've ever been in my life. You Farhill, remember, you remember the score? Thirty, yes, I do. We beat them three one. Who my scored? Tactical genius. Um, my lad up front was excellent. Uh, De Jaffo. Oh. Is that right? Lauren Jaffo, yeah Yeah uh, which... Oh, and there we are Queen of the South have taken the lead Maybe the great escape oh. is on Josh Todd uh, On six minutes And Josh Todd Scored the goal For Ray United Against Inverness In the last day last season That kept Ray United up That's why, that's why we pay this guy The big bucks mm-hmm. um, Looking ahead Slightly Because A lot was said yesterday About the the game on Sunday And do you know what On a, a different week We probably still would have spent Two hours discussing the game on Sunday But along came VAR Along came Sean yeah. Maloney And all the rest of it the, the fallout from that's obvious In the sense that Rangers Go through to the cup final And Celtic don't What about Thereafter What about the league Does your Feelings on the title race Change at all Based no. on what happened no, on there, Sunday there, there's No too, There's too much of a gap had, had the gap just been three points Had the gap maybe been four points With a goal difference In Rangers favour Then perhaps yes but Celtic need to fail to win three games out the last five, and I just cannot see them doing that. Any life left in it after Sunday for you? No, no, I had an argument. Well, I didn't have an argument. I had a discussion with Hugh. Hugh went on one about you know Celtic and the injuries, and I totally understand where uh, Chug's coming from. Makes great points. Uh, I just, just not great enough for you to agree not, with you mean, no, right, okay. no, I'm not going to agree with him I think that uh, it was a fantastic four days for Rangers Thursday night and Sunday They've got a lot to look forward to A lot of exciting games coming up I just think Celtic, yeah, they lost the game Yes, you can look at injuries, performances Big players didn't turn up the usual referee decisions But with five games to go Celtic have got too much And, and does as well Rangers have to go to Fur Park They have to go to Celtic Park They have to go to Tynecastle In among two Europa League semi-finals And potentially a Europa League final as well So, you know, we talk about Celtic Maybe not winning three games Rangers would need to win every game mm. as well At a time of real fixture congestion So, will, will they both drop points, do you think, post-split? Um Yes, I think they will. I think, yeah. I, I think there's a possibility, yes, but I don't think Celtic will drop enough to give Rangers a scent of the title. <laughs> they always say, and we slag managers for this stuff, but you know, the next game being the most important. Celtic can put a, if there is any doubt out there, which there isn't amongst you two, but, but if there was to be, you can make a, a massive difference to that by making sure you win the first game. Yeah. Absolutely Because then I'm stately obvious here You're down to four games If you're only looking At the next game Gordon The next game's now 12 o'clock on Saturday At Fur Park So Rangers would need to do 
their part of the first, deal first yep. and put the pressure on Celtic. If Rangers don't win at Fur Park mm. on Saturday, right? But, but then you know, it's all flip you know, that. The psychology of it. Rangers go there and do that. Celtic need to go to Dingwall Sunday. I, I, I think after a disappointment, I think Rangers going to Fur Park and obviously the form that Mother has been in. Uh, it's always a difficult game But I think Rangers Obviously the way they're playing and yeah, looking, only man, They only got Was it six goals there yeah, Earlier in the looking, season Looking forward to Thursday night Semi-final um, I think they'll win the game But I also think Celtic will go to Dingwall There'll be a reaction yeah. Yes everybody says Difficult place to go Celtic have got Too many quality players I know they've got One or two injuries As Hugh was touching on At the weekend I just think the reaction From Celtic will be too good Okay, let's round off this teaser then. We've got quite a week in store, whatever happens. Uh, we're looking for the Rangers starting 11 the previous time that they beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup at Hamden. It was the last time Celtic lost a game at the National Stadium before this weekend. You've got Fotheringham, you've got Tavernier, you've got Lee Wallace, and hey. our own Andy Halliday, you've got Barry Mackay, and you've also got our own Kenny Miller in there as well. Have you got any of the remaining ones? Because we're running out right, of time. Windass midfield, but it wasn't. Hole Did Jason Hole play? Oh, superb now, Did he? Yeah He scored in the shootout But I don't know whether he started Gary Enzelalem No Danny Wilson Yep Oh Did Clint Hill play? No What, right. what about Well Kiernan Oh that's a good shout from you Well done uh, Martin Waghorn Nope Oh Roger Do 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 is it clue time no, or No no Listen if it wasn't Zealand Did Dom Ball start the game He did Well Mid done feet. Oh yeah great That shit. is yeah. superb Which means You've only got one left Joe, possession Joe up Garner from... No Nicky Clark This is getting silly now No mm-hmm. Why is he getting silly there Good guess He's both played by Rangers Yeah I know But we're, we're just like listing Every Rangers player And I don't know if we're getting any closer Well give us Give us a clue then His old man's had quite the week his old man His old man's had quite the fortnight Maybe I'm a bit out in my time frame What does his old man do? Said some things he regretted Should regret Did regret That, that not as good a clue as I thought oh. No His old man said mm, I'm struggling here Come on give us another wee clue Kilmarnock Hibs Northern Ireland Oh Dean Shields Dean Shields Uh, That's a good one There we go Thank you Mikey We'll be back tomorrow At 6 o'clock Simon Donnelly And Stephen McGowan Are going to be here Make sure you join us For that one Callum Gallagher Is up next